Raise your frequencies to the Empress High Council. Great day, world family, and welcome to the Empress High Council, Season 3, Episode 7, Manifestation. Don't forget to hit the like, subscribe, and share button. And you can follow us at Try Empress on IG and Twitter, or you can just Google the Empress High Council. We are everywhere. Before we start, let's introduce our cast. This is the alchemist coming to you on a frequency of energy to transmute your social and financial currency into abundance. And this is Jazz Aphrodite coming to you on the three universal frequencies of love, music, and numbers. And I'm Adaro Taylor, the light, adaptive leader, community builder, and empath. Welcome, royal family, as we are all well met. Before we feast, let me set the table. In short, we're talking about manifestation. Manifesting, symbolizing humanity's deep inner need to find depth and meaning with spiritual connection, completing yourself spiritually and physically, and manifesting your desires. So now that the table is set, let's get to eating. Let's feast. So in talking about manifestation, we want to know where you are when the call comes. So what does that mean? You've been planning your business. You've been talking about your business. You've been praying for a breakthrough in funding, space, time, and perhaps opportunity. Now, the call comes. Someone calls you with the opportunity you need, the space you need, the funding you need. Are you really ready? Do you have the name of your business? Is your domain name ready? If not, do you have a readily available alternative? Is your business designation legally set up? If you were to get a check from a potential sponsor, do you have a business account set up or the documents needed to set up a business banking account? The question is, are you ready for the call? So here's the scenario. We all know that there are 168 hours in a week. Let's just talk about the last three weeks. That's about 504 hours. Let's say you sleep about eight hours a day, which no entrepreneur does. If you're an entrepreneur sleeping eight hours a day, you are not an entrepreneur. Let's be honest with you. But say you do sleep eight hours a day. That's 168 hours away from the 504 hours, leaving you with 336 hours. Now, we're only talking about the last three weeks. What have you done in the last three weeks for your business that you can account for growth or movement? within that 336 hours. The question, is your business only an idea, a wish, a dream, where you are refusing to put any time or action into it? So the subject is, is your business an idea or are you putting any action into it? Over the past year and a half, we have brought to you all the concepts. The Empress High Council have brought all the concepts to you. 
the action plans. We even went over a business segment with you in how to develop your business plan. And if you were listening closely, we even told you that the world as you know it will be shifting. Time to get ahead of the curve and start your business. In essence, we predicted our current global economic situation. What steps have you taken? Now, remember all those questions, guys, because we're going with an unconventional segment of how we normally do and how we normally record the Empress High Council because we have a guest for you guys. We have a guest for you guys. So tonight, joining the Empress High Council will be one of our longtime listeners and subscribers, and she will discuss how she charted and navigated her way to opening her business and utilizing the services and following the steps of the Empress High Council. So let me introduce our guest, Danielle Antoinette Henry, an active member and immediate past president of Delta Sigma Theta Sorority Incorporated, Westchester Alumni Chapter, past president and active member of the Junior League of Orange County. Danielle is an expert in social impact digital marketing, branding, web development, and campaign development. She has also conducted professional development trainings centered on leadership, effective communication strategies, team building, conflict resolution, and management. Danielle Antoinette Henry is the founder and principal of Great Dane 921 Consulting, LLC. Tonight, we introduce our guest to the Empress High Council. And if you want to be a guest on the Empress High Council, make sure you become an avid listener and subscriber. Click the like, subscribe, and share button right now. Click the like, subscribe, and share button right now. Send it to a couple of friends, like 10, and then send us an email. So, Danielle, welcome. Welcome to the Empress High Council. We're so glad to have you. Hi. Good evening, everybody. Welcome. Or good afternoon, wherever you are. Wherever you are, right? Well met. Well met. Right. Well, Danielle is my Sora, so I'm so glad to have you here, Sora. Um, You you bring so much to the table every place you go. And we're just going to talk to you and have you um, explain to us how you started your business And what are three things that you think it's necessary for everyone to have in their life to make sure that they stay on the road to where it is they're going? And we're going to kind of like ask you some questions in between that time. So round Mm -hmm. table, hold tight. The show is really about to start now. So Danielle, tell us a little bit about your business and how you started. Well, my business has been, I feel, in existence unofficially for... I'm going to say about three, four years, maybe even longer. Uh, It has been in different uh, shapes and forms, uh, be it having a full-time job, but then also consulting on the side for different uh, organizations or individuals uh, under my name, my given name, as you noted. Uh, But now it is official under Great Dane 921 Consulting, LLC. 
My LLC has only been in existence now for about two and a half months. Uh, I actually filed the paperwork for my LLC the day that I was released from my last position. Congratulations. Yeah. On your your release and your freedom. Yes, very much so. Um, But I feel that this time around, the space that I'm in is very different compared to what I was in in the past, which I can possibly describe as a state of fear. Fear of failing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I believe that that's a fear that we all face. Wouldn't you guys agree when it comes to starting your own business? Totally. I don't know about the fear because at a certain point you just have to jump into it, especially if you've made up in your mind that you are not reverting to working for anyone else. So mm-hmm. I don't know if it's so much of a fear as it is just just jumping into the unknown and not really knowing what's coming up, but being willing to anticipate whatever that may be. That's a part of it. I think for me, though, is about the fear of failure, uh, especially when you feel that traditionally being raised to, quote unquote, go down the professional path of going to school, if going to school or a trade school or what have you, and uh, affiliating yourself with a company or an organization and then giving all of your your life worth to a job. And more and more now in recent years, it is about going into the unknown and really tapping into your capabilities, be it creative, analytical, logical, et cetera, and just, just doing it. And I feel that the day, official day for me to do that was on November 13th of 2020. So here we are. Wow. So let me ask you a question. Do you think November, you said November 13th of 2020? Yes, Friday the 13th. So it seemed like that that was a call, right? And one of the questions we asked were, were are you ready for the call? No matter what it is. So on that day, you were actually ready. Something had shifted in you where you were actually ready for the call. Yes. What do you think that shift was? Was it was it maturity? Was it the fact that you knew that what you were you were not being paid your worth, that you knew that someone was was stealing your time and your intellectual property from you? What was the can you actually identify what what the shift was for you? I think the shift was for me was realizing that divine intervention was was playing its part here. Uh, in previous uh, occurrences of working for someone else, I would do a fantastic job, develop different things, implement different processes, all this stuff for someone else and not for me. And that day was the day that I was released from my last job. Let me just put a little caveat in there when it comes to job. Mm-hmm. We call that just over broke. They give you enough yep. to keep coming back and not enough to stay away from good. Or we can, you know, preface it with jail operating as a business. Right. That's the other acronym. Yes, both of them. <laughs> 
both of them, both of them are accurate. And for me that day, internally, I realized this is divine intervention saying, Danielle, enough already. You have the tools. You know what needs to be done for the fact that I had provided consultancy services to individuals on their business in the past. So it's not like I don't know what I'm talking about, but it's getting over the obstacle, which is yourself. And for me, the obstacle was me. Ashe. That's That's powerful. That's powerful that you're able to recognize that and articulate that because many people have not come to that realization yet. Yeah. And and Danielle, I hear you. All of what you're saying has resonated. And it also is the system. You were just stepping outside of the system. You were getting out of what wasn't honoring your worth that you knew was there. You decided to honor you in stepping out in that faith and fear or or that 1113 date and that date really resonates with me that's my mother's birthday oh um, wow <laughs> um yes and i'm glad to hear it happen on friday the 13th because you're adding power and grace to that date yeah you know we all we all know the the negative connotation of friday the 13th which is actually not correct there is a positive connotation to it in the, in the sense of, of rebirth and renewal, right? Uh, and, Absolutely. For, and for me, uh, it was not only having that self-reflection for myself, but what I also appreciate is having that enlightenment being reinforced by those that support me. Uh, and what I mean by that, on that specific day, my own father was like, he said to me, he's like, enough. You have to do this. You have to do your own thing. And that was encouraging because what I also saw, my dad wasn't fully like this of being like, you know, conformed to the system, right? It was more so my mom, uh, but to have both of them be supportive and encouraging and enforcing what I needed to do for myself. Uh, it was everything. I mean, that same day, like I said, I filed my paperwork and I've been going full steam, full steam ahead. <laughs> Noble then. and wise parents. Mm-hmm. Yes. And as you should go full steam ahead, it's jobs just overbroke and, and it is it, a distraction of, us living our best and highest self. I find it it runs interference like on a football field. So in essence, Danielle, what you are saying to us is that when we talked about uh, scenario number one and question number one, you were actually ready for the call. You knew exactly what to do to start your business. You knew exactly how much money you needed. You had the opportunity You had the time to be able to do it. So you had no other distractions. You already knew what your domain name was. So you actually went out there, purchased your domain name. You knew that it was available. So you had all the steps. You followed all the steps. So you were ready. 
Yeah, I knew how to incorporate myself because I actually helped, actually did an incorporation for others. So I already knew what needed to be done specifically for me. Now it was it was focusing on me. One of my former uh, clients, I can't even say former because I still uh, do work with him. When I told him that I finally formed Great Dane 921, he was like, it's about time. He was like, it is about time. It is about time that people formally see you for what you are and who you are and the gifts that you have that you can provide to people. Um, So yes, I have a domain name. I have a formal email address. Uh, I have my, yes, my LLC. It's in, it's in a publication process right now as we speak. I have, I have a publication service doing that for me. I have been working with a brand consultant and some folks would look at that and be like a brand consultant, but you're not doing a website. Why do you need a brand consultant? I've realized having a brand consultant is very helpful in tailoring and further crafting who you are and what your product is. If your product is something tangible, then Yes, very beneficial. And if their product is you, you have to go a little bit deeper. You have to understand, well, what is your vision? What is your purpose? What's the type of clients you want to want to bring to the table? And who, who do you want to work with? What's your five-year trajectory, 10-year trajectory, 15-year trajectory? And being able to have those concrete centered conversations with someone was beneficial for me. Uh, So we're moving along and networking appropriately and acquiring the business that needs to be acquired right now. And that's, that's not in a long span. It's a, kind of a quick turnaround. <laughs> you know, we're still we're still in in progress, but I'm doing what I have to do. So Danielle, let me ask you, you said you formed your LLC. Did you form your LLC in New York? That's the first question. And the second, if you're not creating a website, where are you promoting your brand? No problem. I formed my LLC in New York. I decided to keep it in New York. Yes, I could have filed in other states for tax purposes. But for me, I wanted to do my LLC in New York because I do have the aspirations after this year to be recognized by New York State as an MBW, a minority business enterprise. So that is a goal that I want to acquire. Uh, by the end of 2021. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that was the focus. I, I could have quickly done it through Delaware jazz. I really could have, or, you know, that's one of, that's a state that's frequently used as you, you and I know for LLC purposes, but I did not want to do that. Um, your other question. If you're not creating a website, because you said that you're working with your brand ambassador, but mm-hmm. you're not creating a website. Not yet. Why not? Not, Not yet. yet. So you plan to. I do plan to 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 promote my product, which is me, my consultancy firm. Uh, but as a brand identifier, colors, imagery, all of those things do play a part 
in how you come across to the public. So I have been in this process of of working uh, through this through this to make sure that my identifier for my consultancy firm is sound. As of right now, I've acquired my first client just through word of mouth. I took it old school. And I have developed my logos and submarks. And for the time being, while my website, which is the next phase, will be developed, I am going to be utilizing the services of a, of a, of a Cardly. It's called Cardly. So it's just like a digital business card. So you could still go to a site, but you'll see my information and how you could reach me. And I've already uh, verified my business and contact through Google, Google My Business as well. So be it as it may, Jazz, I may not have my website up or my social media channels up as of yet because social media uh, and even identifying those platforms I wanted to utilize for my business is essential as well. Sometimes it's not smart to just be on everything. I'm talking about Snapchat, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, you know, like speak on it. You have to be strategic as to where you go with your business. I know the type of clientele that I want to attract the demographic. Certain demographics, even that I want to tap into that have never fully been tapped into before. And I already know, like, no, I don't need to be on Snapchat. I don't need to be on TikTok. But I can leverage Instagram. I could tweet a little bit, but not too heavy. That would more so come from a a more personal aspect, you know. And, And obviously using Facebook for my business landing page, Facebook page, right? And that, again, took time to research, properly assess, and have a conversation about with my brand consultant. Very helpful. Because there are a lot of businesses that start without all of these things. And and that's fine. I'm not knocking it. But I just know from my own personal past experience of trying to step out on my own, I did not... I feel have appropriate direction or or focused direction as to what my business should look like. And now I feel that I feel I do. All of that in two months? Yes. I have a vision statement. I have a tagline. I have I've also subscribed uh, to a you know, I'm also on LinkedIn, right? Uh, but I've I've also uh, joined another networking uh, platform specifically mm-hmm. for us of color professionals called Balance. I highly encourage people to look into it, um, and just making my professional contacts and connections that way. But right now, it has been word of mouth. Yes, in some businesses operate without all of these platforms, without websites. Um, exactly. It, it's quaint. It can be tailored. Um, and again, it, it's 
it's based on the clientele that you want. When you know your audience and how to reach them, um, you don't need everything everybody else needs to succeed. And, and I, I appreciate that wisdom um, that you've gathered and, and now shared with, with, the, with the Royal Council. You're very welcome. And it, and it needs to be said because, like you said, people believe that you need all of these services to make your business fly. Sometimes you, you can go take it old school. It, it does work. The problem is we have all of these different social media outlets for which it removes the ability to have appropriate human connection. Intimacy. Right now we're in, we're in, yes, intimacy. Right now we're in a pandemic, right? So you can't see people like you'd like or shake a hand or what have you. But it's okay to pick up the phone. You can pick up the phone, have a have a traditional phone call, mm-hmm. or if you want to take it up a notch, do a Zoom or a Google Meet. But have that level of limited intimacy. Mm-hmm. So that answers our second question when we talked about the business being an idea versus action. And it shows that you have, your business was an idea, but it shows that you have put the action behind the idea of your business to manifest it and bring it into fruition. And that's why we're talking about today, manifestation, manifesting the business. The Empress High Council have talked about businesses, building businesses and developing businesses for the last year, along with so many other things. But it was important for us during this episode to talk about how have we manifested our businesses over the past few, uh, over the past year and a half, and over the past few months. Mm-hmm. And we're so glad to definitely have you on and and to speak about that. And I know we were talking a couple of times about the three things that mm-hmm. are very important for you to have in your life for your own personal growth and development. Could you share what you think those three things are? Oh, yes. Number one is a sense of self. A sense of self and being having the ability to use yourself, not in a bad way, in a good way, of, of recognizing your strengths and your weaknesses and, and doing a, a full-scale assessment that way. Not once in a while, not once a month. It is a daily thing. And also tying into, for me, uh, meditation. I've been on that cycle of meditation now for nearly two years of deep thought meditation and writing out what I see for myself. The second one is, uh, as I've gone on this journey spiritually and, and really coming into my own sense of self, use of self, right? Being comfortable to realize when I need additional resources and assistance. So I have a spiritual advisor who I love dearly, who has helped me keep balanced. And I love my crystals. Yes. And and third is, of course, working with a numerologist, Jazz, which has been very helpful for me. 
this is for me. I can't speak for everybody else, you know, but this is what's helped me in further understanding my strengths. And I'm not going to call it weaknesses, but just some deficiencies. Areas of growth. Not to yeah, be. areas to grow. That's areas. it. That's a good no word. Yes, that's that's the term. Thank you guys. Yeah. I need areas all the help I can get. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That, that's all. And well, you got I, it here at the council. Exactly. And I've been listening to you guys since you've officially started in the fall of 2019, right? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah it was the fall of 2019, and I was. I was already on my journey, had been on my journey for over a year, my own, you know, spiritual, spiritual path. And even during that time period in 2019, that whole year, I was consulting for myself. That was my first official, you know, toe dipped in the, in the water. Uh, and I've learned so much. There have been many episodes with this podcast that has resonated with me because sometimes those that aren't on the path, whatever your spiritual path is, if you have one, they're not able to understand topics and subject matter like this and how day-to-day activities and current lifestyle ties into a spiritual construct. Right. That is beautifully said. Everything is connected. Hmm. It's not just personal. It's professional as well. How you present yourself to the public and privately are all intertwined. Everything is connected. Yeah. Everything is, I love that. Everything. The problem is, is that a lot of people like to compartmentalize stuff. Mm-hmm. So you got your job bucket over here, job, whatever job, right? Job bucket over here, your health bucket over here, uh, your personal life, social bucket over here. And everything is in a bucket. Not knowing that all of those things are in one big old bucket. It's how you navigate through it and how you search through the bucket and search through it the right way. I can't wait till this episode come out because I'm going to listen to it like (laughs) 10 times. (laughs) I was saying the same thing. Like we are getting a masterclass right here on our own podcast. This is amazing. Yes, yes, yes. And that's what happens when you listen to the Empress High Council and, you, and you're and you on your journey and you have some support and everything just connects and aligns and you make sure you, you show up for yourself spiritually and you show up for you show up for yourself, period. You also have a spiritual advisor because one thing I know for sure and two things for certain, you're supposed to seek wise counsel. They say that in the Bible for you Bible toters. Mm-hmm. It says seek wise counsel and seek wise counsel means to go to somebody to get some spiritual advice. Okay. Number yes. Three. And number three, I'm sorry. You just cannot navigate life effectively and efficiently 
without having a spiritual foundation that also has a connection to numbers. So you yes. must have a numerologist. Yes. That's it. That, 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 that said in a nutshell. Everybody practices different religions. Um, I've seen as of late uh, folks <laughs> wanting to separate astrology and numerology and think it's not uh, spiritually connected. And that's wrong because their numbers do play a part. You see numbers in the Bible. I am a practicing Catholic. I will never deny that. But there is a mysticism to Catholicism. There are those that do look at the mystical side of that religious base. I am one of them. And I do see the importance of numbers, days, dates, time, everything, because it's all connected with your life path. It's essential. Everything's connected. Yeah, everything. We're going to leave it at that. It's essential. Yes. So, <laughs> Jazz, the light, is there anything else you want to ask Danielle or speak to her about? I do. I wanted to ask Danielle if she can please just walk us through what Great Day 921 Consulting is comprised of. What services do you offer your clients as of today moving forward? As of today, Danielle, I want to say thank you, Jazz. We are are one. We're connected because I was definitely going to go there. Thank you. I love you, girl. I love you, girl. So Great Day 921 is authenticity personified. What I mean by that is I offer my services in doing board development, staff development, uh, constructs within the organizational development realm, and also executive coaching for those that need um, additional one-on-one services to address uh, issues at work, and also to tap into their ability to be their authentic self in the workspace which is not easy these days, especially since a lot of us are on a virtual platform, but can still be conveyed if addressed and recognized and acknowledged appropriately. So providing those necessary steps. I also do trainings on diversity, equity, and inclusion. Uh, As noted in my bio that you read, uh, I do do strategic an effective communication, conflict resolution. So true organizational development and management consulting services and even helping uh, potential entrepreneurs or those that are already in the business or in a corporate structure navigate. My main focus is to not only work in the corporate world, but also work with those who are entrepreneurs who have a creative side to them. I love working with creatives. I guess that's why in the past I've, I've worked on different campaigns and digital marketing and, and stuff like that. Um, because I see that creatives have so much to say, but just having the appropriate uh, structure uh, and, and getting them on course. So those are the services I provide. 
and those services are needed right now in this pandemic area that we're in in the world. Many people need to reinvent, regroup, rebrand, mm-hmm. and represent themselves. So you couldn't have come at a much better time than this. Yep. And I forgot to add, I want to say that although she is Danielle Antoinette Henry right now, we are looking forward to calling her Dr. Danielle <laughs> Antoinette Henry in a few short years as she is pursuing her doctoral degree in organization and leadership psychology with a focus on neuroscience leadership. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Yes. Um, the, my Yes, my focus is on brain function, brain function yeah, of the brain. Yeah. Mhm. That's awesome, Danielle. Thank you. We've heard so much great stuff from you about you tonight. And I just I want and you flavored a lot of what has been talked about over the podcast since its existence. Um and and Jackie, myself and and Tish before we even got to to the podcast. Um but you spoke about and and something that I had an epiphany a few years ago that um, the compartmentalization, I'm very good Mm -hmm. at that. And understanding that you show up as your whole self. Yes. Not not your title at work, right? Yes. If your man then pissed you off before you got to work or Mm -hmm. your commute was horrible, you're bringing all of that energy because it has been transferred to you um, you're bringing it right into work. And so you just don't get to be your title. You're, the other influences in your life are presenting to who you are. So when did you um, get the epiphany um, about being your whole self in spaces that you occupy? And how did you walk into that? I realized that when I, when I, when I actually, there have been, instances in recent years where I caught myself not being true to what I'm about. I'm not saying that I compromised my moral compass with anything, but just being in a space, if if I was at a meeting and, and engaging and not really being honest about my thoughts on something or, or holding back a potential idea that could possibly not only benefit myself, right? But benefit others. It it doesn't happen overnight. If you are, if you've opened yourself to further understand who you are, you start to see the glimmers. You start to see the, 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 the specks of reality and also realizing I'm not, I'm not representing my true self here at all. And unfortunately, society has taught us to compartmentalize. Like you're not supposed to show all of your emotions at work. And that is unfortunate because it does play a part in how you function in your job, be it if it's your own, your business you form, it be it if, if, if you are, currently employed at a job. So you're not you're not bringing your 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 true your true self. You're not performing the way you know you could possibly perform in your role. 
why do you think when you look at it, you have you have leaders and sometimes those that are classified as managers aren't leaders. They're just there because that's the title. A lot of them aren't good leaders because they have baggage that they have not properly dealt with, which now goes off to the next person and the next person and the next person. I think that if we were allowed to not have to compartmentalize things, the the whole state of work would, would probably be better than what it is now. So. I agree. And I'm looking forward to cultural and spiritual intelligence working its way into organizations just like yes. uh, e- uh, emotional intelligence. Emotional intelligence. Yeah. But there's been too much of a focus on on, on emotional intelligence, at, at Daryl. Yes. And, and um, everybody's t- everybody now is talking about EQ, EQ, EQ. And that's, that's not all. There's other facets of emotional intelligence, like you called out cultural intelligence. And I would say we are on the precipice of having to deal with, with cultural intelligence. Oh, we're dealing with it. We're dealing with it. I don't know if we're dealing with it the right way, <laughs> but we are dealing with it. That's right. Mm-hmm. I appreciate you for that. And, and, and it's something that- I appreciate you for calling it out. I was going to mention it, but thank you. Yes. Well, guys, you have been Fed for real. Thank you for coming out to the round table. I hope you guys enjoyed your meal because this fed you mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually. And I pray that you got to a place where you understand how to manifest your goals, dreams, and desires. Before we conclude this episode, we have to talk about our stones of the month. So the first stone of the month is hematite. And I love hematites. I use it, I have to be honest, I use it mostly when I have my menstrual cycle because it helps with the cramps. It helps loosen up those tight muscles. But hematite is more than that. It's a stone of integration and it facilitates your path to a peaceful way of being similar to what we were speaking about in terms of having the presence of mind to meditate and be in the moment. So following the tenets of laws of attraction, like attracts like. So hematite is helpful for those who are manifesting their dreams into reality because it dissolves negativity. It prevents negative energies from entering our auras. And it also boosts our self-esteem. So it provides a calming aura while encouraging us to reach for the sun. Hematite also helps us to realize that the only limitation that is in existence are the ones that we form in our own mind and ego. So Danielle was right on it when she spoke about that earlier. It brings a mental clarity and it may be considered a stone of the mind because it counteracts the spaciness and confusion and helps us to see the practical side and move forward with purpose. So it stimulates our concentration, our focus, our memory enhancement, and original thinking and ideas. And the other stone, which amplifies the manifestation qualities and properties of hematite, is clear quartz. And clear quartz is the 
I think it is the most understated stone because it is so frequently used, it's so easily accessible, but we kind of play it down because it is the great amplifier. Watches cannot run without quartz. Planes cannot fly without quartz. So clear quartz is the great amplifier that amplifies all energies of manifestation. Whatever you want to bring into the universe, you can meditate with a piece of clear quartz and it will be amplified 10 times over into the universe. I just went and got my clear quartz and hematite uh, beads, mantra beads. Thank you for that, Jackie. The herb of the month is the bay leaf. And bay leaves are instrumental in manifesting your dreams and desires because bay leaves have the power of, I want to say, psychic intuition. It has the power of manifestation, which allows you to write your requests on a bay leaf. So what I do with my bay leaves, besides making it with tea, because remember what you eat is what you are. I write out what I wish to manifest on my bay leaf and I burn it because that will send that desire into the universe and will be interpreted and interpolated by the universe to come to fruition. So remember, bay leaves are the manifestation herb. Well, there you have it, Empress High Council, Royal Family, and Round Table. This concludes our episode of Manifestation, Season 3, Episode 7. We want to thank our guests for being able to show up here for us tonight and show up at the round table for you guys. Before we go, Danielle. Thank you, Danielle. You're very welcome. Thank you, Dr. Danielle Antoinette Henry. Thank you. I'm gonna put that out there already. I'm gonna put that out there. It has a ring to it. Uh, yes, it does. Yes, it does. And we know that we have to use your middle name when we speak of you and about you. Yes. Okay, and I thank and I thank Jazz for that. <laughs> You're very welcome. My quote unquote nickname will be Dr. Danny. Oh, oh, I love that. that. I, yes. I love it. I yes. love it. I can see the book now by Dr. Right. Danny. Yeah, right now, that. Make yes, sure right now it's Dr. Danny 2024, but Dr. Danny. All right. So listen, Roundtable, we're so glad to have you tune into this episode tonight. Don't forget to hit the like, subscribe, and share button. You know where you can find us. Before we go, we're going to leave with our one final thought. You can't change what you are not willing to confront. confront.